Welcome to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging with host Wendy Jones. Wendy and her guests are here to help you answer all your questions about growing old. Now, here is Wendy. Hello and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and each and every week, as you know, we do our best to bring pertinent information that will help us as we age. Yes, I said the word age, because guess what? We all age. Every single person who is living and breathing today, every day, is getting older. And guess what? Nobody wants to talk about it. Because why? Because we all want to live forever and we all want to stay the same. Well, guess what? It doesn't happen. And that's why this program exists. Because my goal is to have these conversations on aging and to better equip and prepare you for what your future you is about to experience. And that's why we are here today. And our topic today is called Next Steps for You. And why do I say that? Because we have all just finished spending an amazing amount of time with our loved ones over the holidays. And I'm curious, how many of you noticed something in a loved one where you're like, hmm, I wonder if they need help with that or more support around them? as they aged, or maybe their memory isn't quite as sharp as you thought it was. Or did you notice how much they ate? Was it a very, very, very little amount? Or did they eat at all? These are the things that I'm sure that you were paying attention to. Are they steady on their feet? Did they make it to the bathroom on time? These are things that start happening as we age, and we need to pay attention because guess what? The younger generation is the hands and feet, the ears, the eyes of the older generation. And if we don't pay attention, who will? Who cares enough to pay attention to our vulnerable seniors? That's why you're listening to this program, because we do. (laughs) And there's something that we all need to learn as we age. So the first thing I want to talk about is staying in your home and being safe. Because I'm the I'm a firm believer every every everybody wants to stay at home. We all want to live at home forever, forever, forever. The problem is, is your house safe? Have you thought about where you're living? Have you thought about your home? Do you have stairs? Is there stairs going from the garage into the house? Is there a railing? Because there should be, especially if you're over a certain age and you might be a little unstable on your feet. Is there a ramp? Or is there a possibility to put a ramp in for your loved one? Same thing with the front porch. Not many people put railings anymore on their front porch. But guess what? A lot of falls happen, especially in the winter months. So I just want to bring that to your attention. It's a little darker, a little colder as we go through the winter months, depending on where you're living. But we need to pay attention to the safety getting in and out of the house and also the safety driving. Yes, I said it. And we're going to get into that in our next segment. But I want to share with you some of the things that you can do and be paying attention to in your own home with your loved ones right now to make it safer. So if you choose to stay in at home, now we're going to get into in this segment later on, we're going to get into what independent living is, what assisted living is, what memory care is, how much they cost, all that good stuff, because I know you have a lot of questions about that. But first we're talking about staying home because that's what we want to do as long as we can until It's not an option anymore, and we need to move into an environment like a senior living community. So talking about the home and home care, I'm going to start with the safety features that you can be thinking about for your loved ones at the house. Number one is nightlights. Honestly, the majority of falls happen at night. So please, 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 please pay attention. Put one in the bathroom, put one in the bedroom. Everybody has to get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And if you don't, count yourself extremely blessed. But you definitely need to be safe getting there. Now, I'll be honest, they make toilet bowl lights. Yes, you actually turn the corner to get into the toilet area and a light goes on in your toilet. Now, you might think it's crazy, but I'm telling you, I bought it for Christmas for every single one of my family members who are over the age of 65, and they all love it because you don't need to turn on a light. You The light will go on automatically. It's a motion sensor. So 
giving you some ideas just to think about. Something else is cameras. I mean, we are in a digital age where you can put a camera anywhere. Why not have that at the front door or the ring bell? Why not have a few cameras in the kitchen where a lot of accidents can happen? in the family room where a lot of accidents can happen. These are the places where you need to have just a few cameras so you can check in and say, hmm, are they okay? Like people have cameras for their dogs in their houses while they're at work, but they don't have cameras for loved ones that might fall and not be able to make it to the phone. Think about that. We need to have cameras in our homes in the safe spots so we know that our, that our loved ones are safe. I would also set up a call program. Do you talk to your loved one every morning or every night? Highly recommend it. These moments are priceless. And guess what? The elderly person in your life will appreciate you more than you would ever know. Just that simple phone call. We've gotten so far away from phone. We've gotten more closer to text, to social media. We don't pick up the phone anymore. Well, guess what? If you're elderly, that's all they did is talk on the phone, a real phone with a real cord connected to the wall. Now, I'm not saying we got to go back that far, but we do need to go far back enough that we can pick up our cell phones and call our loved ones and make sure they're okay every morning. Hey, mom, just checking in. How are you? Hey, dad, what'd you have for dinner? You doing okay? Just wanted to touch base with you on my way home from work before you go to bed for the night. Whatever it is, just check in on them regularly. I actually have a story of someone who, kind of sad, but the mother had just lost her husband. She was 76, and she fell down the stairs. Now, so she's alone in her home, fell down the stairs, and was laying in the foyer on the ground. You don't even want to know how long she was there. Because the children of this, of this mother didn't call every morning and every night. And I want to say it was over 24 hours before they were like, hey, has anybody talked to mom? And then by the time they kept calling and calling and nobody answered, they sent the police over. So this is why we call every day. If you don't call every day, you got to have cameras. This poor woman, she was only 76, but it was an accident. And it was a very fatal accident. So I just am trying to encourage you. I'm giving you scenarios not to scare you, but to better equip you so you can be prepared as you age. Now, you don't have to get the Guardian medical alert if you don't want to. You can get an Apple Watch because it has fall detection on it. You fall, it calls emergency for you immediately. If that if that Apple Watch hits the ground fast enough, there will be a 911 call guaranteed and they will come to directly where you are. Why? Because it has a GPS system in it, which is fantastic. Okay, some of the other things to pay attention to. Rugs, slippery floors, pay attention to all of that. High toilets are fantastic. If you're over a certain age, I swear, you've got to have the raised toilet seat. It is not that much. Home Depot, $99. It is worth your money. Um, Grab bars are important in the shower. People slip on the showers all the time. The mat on the floor is also a good thing or a shower chair. You can actually put a shower chair in the shower just to make life easier. And then in the shower, you can actually have the pull down instead of like having it way up there, you can have the pull down shower head to make life easier for your loved one. The reason people stop showering and bathing is because they're scared they're going to fall. So if you see your loved one in the same clothes, or if there's any kind of odor, guess what? They're scared they're going to fall. So you don't have to go over and help them in the shower. You just need to put the right things in the shower so they can get in and out safely. So I did do a podcast on the gifts that keep on giving, and there's a link in the show notes as well. So you can go back to that podcast and listen to all these ideas and all of the names and the proper Google products and whatever. So definitely know that you can do that because I think this is an important safety list that I provided. Uh, Exterior. Uh, We talked a little bit about cameras on the inside, but why not a camera on the outside? So we know if a stranger is coming up the door of your parent's house. That's the kind of stuff that we need to pay attention to. Home care. Okay, home care is a caregiver that you pay that comes to your home and helps you. What do they help you do? They help you cook. They help you clean. They help you fold your laundry, carry your laundry up from the basement. They can 
they can do whatever you need, really. They can drive you places if, if you decide to, to do that. But a caregiver is really important if you can't get through the whole day on your own. And the average price of home care caregivers is probably about, I'm going to say 30 to $32 an hour and a minimum of four hours a day. So if you need someone, maybe from you know 10 to two every day, it would be very helpful to hire a company and have them come in. Now you want to make sure you vet the company of which Next Steps for Seniors the business does. So you can call our office and we can help you find the right home care company. But the most important part is interviewing them, talking to them, and trusting them. So I just want to share that home care is available. They can come anywhere from four hours a day to 24 hours a day. Now, of course, it's going to be a lot more money if you have them more often, but you're going to be safe and you can stay in your home as long as possible. Now, let's say you end up paying 12 hours a day for home care, seven days a week for an entire month. Yes, that's expensive. So if you need that much care, you would then say, oh, maybe I need to move into assisted living or independent living. And we're going to talk about what those two things are in the next segment. Thank you for listening to Conversations on Aging, Next Steps for Seniors, and we'll be back in just a moment. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Hi, I'm Wendy Jones, host of the new podcast, Next Steps for Seniors, where we focus on conversations about aging. So if you're exhausted for caring for a loved one, if you're finding it difficult to make decisions about hospice care, or maybe you're just worried about your future, not wanting to be a burden on your children, we will help you answer those and more tough questions about aging. Join me each and every week as we walk through answering your questions about tomorrow. You can grow old with the wisdom and planning to make your golden years easier on your loved ones. Every single week, our podcast, Next Steps for Seniors, will help you embrace this time in your life instead of be fearful of it. So be sure to tune in, learn more about resources and information to make your life easier as you age. Next Steps for Seniors podcast. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging with Wendy Jones. Have a question for Wendy or one of her guests? Drop an email to hello at nextstepsforseniors.com. That's hello at nextsteps4seniors.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors Conversations on Aging. Our topic today, as you all know, is about you. Next Steps for you. It is really important as we age to pay attention to our surroundings, pay attention to those family members that are really close to us that we love and endear, but might be noticing some changes. And like I talked about in the first segment, it's usually pretty gradual, but if you haven't seen a loved one for six months or a year and you see them all of a sudden and you're like, ooh, they got a lot older. Well, guess what? It happens to everybody. <laughs> There's no magic pill you take and you don't age. So let's be prepared for it. And we talked about some things in the home that you could be prepared for and some safety things that you could put around the house. There are also companies you can call that will come out and do a full assessment of your home and actually tell you, okay, maybe we need to do this or do that. You can move a bathroom, believe it or not, to the main floor. And if you don't have a full bath with a shower on the main floor, it's possible to do this stuff. Yes, it will cost a little bit of money, but if you plan on staying in, at your home, 
it's going to be worth it. The other thing I want to bring to your attention is sometimes wheelchairs. If you have an extended wheelchair, which means larger than the standard wheelchair, sometimes those don't fit through the doors of older homes. So if you're elderly, you've been in your home forever, and you end up in the hospital and you come home in a wheelchair, and you're a little overweight, they give you the extended size, you might not be able to get that wheelchair into your bathroom. And guess when you're going to find that out? when you're in your house, in your wheelchair, and you can't get into the bathroom. So these are the things I'm just wanting to share with you so you can be thinking about it ahead of time. The other thing I wanted to share with you is be sure to use an agency that you're familiar with. Maybe a nationwide name would be smart for home care companies because in some states, you don't need to be licensed or anything. You can Anyone can start a home care company. So I want to make sure that you vet these home care companies. And like I said, if you have any questions, you can call our office, 248-651-5010. We are located in Michigan, but we have contacts all over the United States. And we would love to be able to help you with the proper home care because this is what we do we help you with your next steps. We have a whole list of communities, a whole list of home care companies that we have vetted, that we trust, that we know will do a good job. Okay, moving into what happens after you can't live in your home anymore. So some of the things to keep an eye on, and this is usually the moment that when your independence is stretched, that you want to move into a community. And I'm going to tell you why. Driving, yes, I said it, (laughs) driving. Why is it so difficult when we lose our license and we're not able to drive anymore? Because we've lost our independence, or so you think you have. But guess what? Uber, taxis, Lyft. I mean, we have public transportation. We have smart buses. We've got so many options nowadays. Honestly, you should not lose your independence because you lose your driver's license. So I just want to share that with you. But most people when they cannot drive anymore, this would be an excellent time to entertain moving into independent living. Independent living is like your own apartment. You've got a full bathroom. You've got a full bedroom, a full family room, a full kitchen. And it's a nice size independent living community. Maybe there's a hundred different rooms there and they've got a huge dining room, they've got activities for you, they have their own shuttle bus that will take you to different places, they go to the casinos, they go to different, you know, stores, whatever you need and want is available to you in an independent living community. And many of them have the guardian alert system. So if you need something, someone in the community can get to you. Now, why do I like communities? I'm going to tell you the number one reason, socialization. Everybody in that community is just like you. Chances are very high. You're like, oh, no, I just want to stay home. Okay, you can stay home and sit on the couch by yourself and watch TV and think to yourself how lonely you are and you wish your kids would call you and you wish you had more friends and you wish you could drive or you can move into an independent living community and live your best life because everybody there is doing all these fun activities, they're doing wee bowling, they're going to casinos, they're having happy hour, they're living their best life. They're meeting new people, book club. I can go on and on. Everyone thinks you sit in these communities and play bingo. Not the case. Do you play bingo? Sure, if you want to, but they got a whole list of things happening every single day. And you eat together. We all love to eat together. We want to sit down and have a hot meal breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's exactly what is available in a senior living community. So do I think independent living is a great option? I sure do. But you have to be able to walk on your own, to go to the bathroom on your own, to take your own medications. You just have to be independent. You might just need a little bit of help in some areas. Yes, you can still move into independent living. Now, if I had to give you a number I would say the average cost of independent living is between $2,700 a month and $3,700 a month. That would be my best guess. And that's like a nice one bedroom, full bath, kitchen, family room, maybe a balcony or some kind of sliding glass door in the back. And maybe 800 to 1,200 square feet. That would be my guess on the on the square footage. Now, you might think that's small, but if you really think in your home, what 
rooms do you use? Life simplifies. You don't use as much as you used to use. So I think it would be a really good option to move into independent living. And you know what? Guess what? You can still live there if you do drive. You don't have to just move if you don't drive. But sometimes when you've lost a spouse maybe and you're by yourself, or if you've lost your license and you're not able to drive independently, or if you can't remember when to eat, when to take your meds, you're just struggling a little bit. Somebody is there to help you with that. Those are all times that you can move into an independent living community. I would say the average age in independent living communities is probably, I'm going to go on a limb and say the average age is about 70, late 70s, 75 to, to 80 is probably the average age. Now, if you need more care, and here's what constitutes more care. You can't get to the bathroom on time. Maybe you you need to wear briefs. Maybe you aren't able to walk independently. You have a walker and or wheelchair and you're not able to, I would say, I would say if you can't walk down the hall independently by yourself and you need that much help, assisted living would be a better option for you. If you need somebody to check on you every two hours, that would be assisted living. If you have a medical need, like a, you need an RN, because RNs are available to you in assisted living. They are not always available to you in an independent living. So if you if you pass the threshold of independent living, you might need to go right to assisted. Now, here's the difference between independent and assisted. The biggest difference, ready? Double the price. Yep, you just ended up paying double the price. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, why is it so much? Because you stayed at home so long. So the year and a half you could have been in independent living, you stayed home. So now you have to go directly to assisted living. My personal opinion, my personal opinion, if all of us would sell our homes a little sooner, meaning clean them out, get them ready to go, we should live our best life in independent living as long as we can. That's my personal opinion. And then when we absolutely need to, you have to go to assisted. You can't live in an independent forever because you need more care. And independent can only give you so much because it's a third-party care company in independent living. So the independent living place is just providing the housing, the food, that type of stuff. The care is a different company when you go to independent living. But when you switch to assisted living, nine times out of 10, it's all owned by the same company, the care and the component, the living arrangements, room and board, all of it's under one roof. You make one big payment every month and it's all included. Now, if you need more care, you might need to pay extra for some care and assisted living. But I'd like to say, be prepared, be prepared, 5,000 plus a month, be prepared. And it can go up to 7,000 or 7,500. And you're telling yourself right now, holy cow, that's a lot of money. Doesn't insurance cover that? Nay, 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 it does not. Unless you have a long-term care policy or if you were a veteran and served our country, which by the way, thank you for doing that. We need people like you in our lives. Then you can get some funds towards your care. Other than that, you are on your own, meaning it's out-of-pocket private pay. So yes, we've lived our whole lives. We've worked our whole lives. We've saved our whole lives so that when we turn 65, we can get on Medicare and our insurance is going to cover our hospital, our our doctor's appointments, all that good stuff when it comes to medical. Some medications are covered, right, on, with the Part D. But your care, as far as independent living, home care, not covered by insurance. That's all out of pocket. So when I said home care is about $30, $32 an hour, you're paying that. You're taking your wallet out and you're paying that per hour. And the same thing with assisted living. You've got to have enough money to be able to care for yourself as you age. And guess what? 70 some plus percent of people need some kind of care in their lifetime. So if you're sitting there right now listening to this going, oh, that's not going to be mean. I'm going to be fine. Guess what? 75% of the people are going to need care. We're going to be back in just a moment.
Little Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Hi, I'm Wendy Jones, host of the new podcast, Next Steps for Seniors, where we focus on conversations about aging. So if you're exhausted for caring for a loved one, if you're finding it difficult to make decisions about hospice care, or maybe you're just worried about your future, not wanting to be a burden on your children, we will help you answer those and more tough questions about aging. Join me each and every week as we walk through answering your questions about tomorrow. You can grow old with the wisdom and planning to make your golden years easier on your loved ones. Every single week, our podcast, Next Steps for Seniors, will help you embrace this time in your life instead of be fearful of it. So be sure to tune in, learn more about resources and information to make your life easier as you age. Next Steps for Seniors podcast. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Welcome to Next Steps for Seniors, conversations on aging with Wendy Jones. Have a question for Wendy or one of her guests? Drop an email to hello at nextstepsforseniors.com. That's hello at nextsteps, the number four, seniors.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors Conversations on Aging. Our topic today, Next Steps for You. Yes, all of you, all of us, we are included in this. Like I said, everybody ages. So we just got talking about done talking about independent living. First, we talked about home care. Then we talked about independent living, which is the next step. Then we talked about assisted living, which is the next step. And again, double in price. And now we're moving into memory care. But before I go there, I want to share something with you. Number one is assisted living. You can live there as long as you do not cause harm, harm to yourself, harm to others, or you do not walk out that door. Now, what I mean by that is when we have Alzheimer's or any kind of dementia, what happens in our brain is we actually forget recent things and our memory is all the way back when we were little kids almost, okay? So when you think, I want to go home, when you have Alzheimer's, you're thinking home where you grew up, that home. So wherever you are in assisted living, you're going to go, hmm, I want to go home. And you think you can walk out that door and go home. Well, guess what? That's when you need to go to a secured environment, which they call memory care. And that secured environment won't let you walk out that door. And let me tell you, and we've all seen articles in the newspaper and on TV where patients have gotten out of communities and some sad, sad things have happened. Now, other times they find them and bring them back, but you do not want to be this person. And that's why we have secured memory care communities. They're senior living communities. All of these are senior living communities, independent, assisted, and memory care. But it's important to understand the difference. And not only am I explaining to you the difference right now, but I'm going to tell you that's what we do at Next Steps for Seniors. My, my company is located right here in Michigan, and we cover all over. You can call, make one phone call, and we can connect you with a company that does exactly what we do. We have partners all over the United States. And I'm going to give you that phone number in case you've been tuning in and you're thinking, I need to call this company and talk to Wendy. Our number is 248 248- 651-5010. Again, 
5010. And that phone should be answered 24-7 because if we're not here answering the phone, we have a service that will and will connect you to a placement specialist. But we're going to talk about what we do exactly for you in the next segment. Right now, we're moving into memory care and why it's so important. And what happens with memory care is we might have some behaviors, they call it. Now, if you have combative behavior, combative means you're swinging out, you're hitting, you're throwing stuff. And yes, I know this sounds awful, but it can happen. Combative behavior is a very difficult scenario and very difficult to place someone in memory care with combative behavior. Why? Because you've got 20 other people in there and you don't want them to take it out on another resident. So I'm just going to caution you and say two things. Number one, pray. Number two, medication management is critically important when you have combative behavior. So if you know anyone that's lashing out, verbally abusive or physically abusive because of this disease state, let's not forget, this is not the person. This is the disease state because cells in the brain are actually dying. And what happens when that happens is they don't know where they are or what they're doing. And they can't control their emotions because they don't, they can't, they have behaviors because they don't understand and the people around them don't understand them. This is a very, very difficult, I keep talking about Alzheimer's because it's one of the leading, but there are other things, congestive heart failure, Parkinson's, ALS, there's other components, diabetes could bring you into an assisted living. Um, A lot of different things could bring you into an assisted living. But memory care is usually something to do with your cognitive impairment, so which is dementia related. So with that, memory care, yes, is even more expensive. That's probably your first question. Well, how much is it? It's more more expensive than assisted living, and it means it's secured. So the doors going in and out of memory care, you have to clock in and out. You have, to, you have a code that you have to push to get in and out of a memory care community. So this is important for two reasons. Number one, because you don't want just anybody getting in there. And number two, you don't want anybody walking out of there unless you are extremely aware of who it is. So very, very, very critical. Besides it being double the price, I, not double, just more than assisted, I would say the average memory care is probably 7000 to 9000 a month, depending on where you live and what's available to you. Now you're probably asking again, well, I thought that was covered under insurance. It's not. This is private pay money. And that's why it's so important not to spend everything you make. Because during retirement, everyone's traveling, having fun, spending all their money. Well, guess what? You need money to care for yourself. Because like I mentioned, 75% of the people are going to need some kind of care. Now we pray it's only home care, but if it's a lot more than that, you got to be prepared because otherwise you're going to end up in a nursing home on Medicaid, which is our low income program that the government, the state and uh, state and government, federal and state created Medicaid to care for our elderly with no funds. So it's really important, and it's only in nursing homes. My Choice Waiver, which we've come up with recently in Michigan, and it's a different name in different states, is a program that, depending on the state, they created to keep people out of nursing homes and give them money towards assisted living. But again, these are all programs you have to qualify for. So if you make too much in your Social Security um, or your monthly benefits, you're not going to qualify for these low-income programs. you got to have enough money to pay for yourself as you age and make sure that you don't spend it all in your retirement. Okay, I would like to read something to you regarding Alzheimer's patients. Now, This is a prayer that I found, and it's by Carolyn Hanali. I'm going to read it to you because it really, I would say, I think it's one in six right now could have Alzheimer's or some type of Alzheimer's over the age of 65, and it's going to be transitioning to one in three uh, in a few short years. So I want to make sure that we all understand as as we have a loved one who might have this diagnosis To me, this prayer says it all, and I'm going to do everything I can to get through this without crying. 
So the Alzheimer's prayer, the Alzheimer's patient prayer is what it's called. Again, by Carolyn Hanali. Pray for me. I was once like you. Be kind and loving to me. That's how I would have treated you. Remember, I was once someone's parent or spouse. I had a life and a dream for the future. Speak to me. I can hear you even if I don't understand what you are saying. Speak to me of things in my past of which I can still relate. Be considerate of me. My days are such a struggle. Think of my feelings because I still have them and can feel pain. Treat me with respect because I would have treated you that way. Think of how I was before I got Alzheimer's. I was full of life. I had a life, laughed and loved you. Think of how I am now. My disease distorts my thinking, my feelings, and my ability to respond. But I still love you, even if I can't tell you. Told you guys I wouldn't get through this without crying. (laughs) Okay, it's almost over. Think about my future because I used to. Remember, I was full of hope for the future, just like you are now. Think how it would be to have things locked in your mind and can't let them out. I need you to understand and not blame me, but Alzheimer's. I still need the compassion and the touching. And most of all, I still need you to love me. Keep me in your prayers because I am between life and death. The love you give will be a blessing from God and both of us will live forever. Now you live And what you do today will always be remembered in the heart of the Alzheimer's patient. That is the Alzheimer's patient's prayer by Carolyn Hanali. Amazing prayer, amazing way to think of it. I pray that you guys can find that if you have a loved one that you are caring for right now that has this cognitive impairment in their mind or in their brain. This is something you should read every day because you know what it does? It keeps us all in the current situation. It puts things in order so easy because as you struggle through the day caring for your loved one, you remember who they are and how how this can happen to anybody. We still to this day do not know the reason. There's a lot of different theories out there. I mean, I've heard theories from it could be hormonal to it could be, I mean, nobody knows. I mean, there's so much research being done right now. But I just want you to know, please love on these people. Love on anyone you know that might have some type of dementia. Love on them like you've never loved on them before. And know that there are options for care. You can do as much as you can do. But at some point in your life, you're going to have to say, I can't do it anymore. I need to move my loved one into a memory care community. You can go there and visit every day. The professionals will care for them. Trust me, this is what they're trained to do. This is what they're paid to do. Let them do their job and you can be the husband, the wife, the son, the daughter, and just sit and hold their hands and love on them because that is what they want more than anything is your time, your love, and your attention. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk more about what next steps for seniors can do for you as far as our company, the guidance we provide, the team of experts that we have, and how we want to walk with you through this process. You are not alone. This is what we do. We'll be back in just a moment. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hi, I'm Wendy Jones, host of the new podcast, Next Steps for Seniors, where we focus on conversations about aging. So if you're exhausted for caring for a loved one, if you're finding it difficult to make decisions about hospice care, or maybe you're just worried about your future, not wanting to be a burden on your children, 
We will help you answer those and more tough questions about aging. Join me each and every week as we walk through answering your questions about tomorrow. You can grow old with the wisdom and planning to make your golden years easier on your loved ones. Every single week, our podcast, Next Steps for Seniors, will help you embrace this time in your life instead of be fearful of it. So be sure to tune in, learn more about resources and information to make your life easier as you age. Next Steps for Seniors podcast. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging with Wendy Jones. Have a question for Wendy or one of her guests? Drop an email to hello at nextstepsforseniors.com. That's hello at nextsteps4seniors.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Again, I'm your host, Wendy Jones. And our topic today is Next Steps for You. Yes, we're talking about you. We're talking about all of us. We have covered a lot of information. This is our last segment of the program. We talked about home care. We talked about assist independent living. We talked about assisted living. We talked about memory care. I got one more thing I want to talk to you about before I move into what we, Next Steps for Seniors, the business can do to help you. And that is one other option, which is called AFC, Adult Foster Care, or Residential Home Care, or a residence who has care right in their home. You can call it so many different things. People don't realize that this is available to them. And what is it? How does it work? I'm going to explain that to you. So in your neighborhood, if you've ever seen like a ramp going up to the door of a house, you're probably like, hmm, that person, you know, must have a wheelchair. Sometimes you can become a licensed home for the aged. So you have a home and you've got four bedrooms in it. And let's say you have six elderly people living in that home. So instead of being in an assisted living with, you know, 50 other people and you all have your own rooms, you actually move into someone's home and they care for you 24-7. It's a little unique in its concept, but it works. And it's a good option for some people. So I, what we, what we want to do is provide you with all the options that are available on this program. And then when we're done, we're going to tell you how we dis- help you determine which option is best for you. But an AFC home, again, adult foster care home, is usually licensed by the state that you live in, which means someone goes in there every month, every year, not every month, sorry, every year from the state, and they're checking things like, you know, egress window. Does everything work? Is the fire alarms active? Do they have carbon monoxide, you know, um, detectors? All of this stuff, like they're just double checking to make sure that this is a safe environment. So I believe that these homes are great options for care. If you fall between, like you need more care than assisted living, but you're not quite memory care, and you want a small, loving environment and a lot of attention. It's usually people who need a lot of TLC that live in these homes because you're within hearing distance 24-7 of somebody that you love. And it's a little easier than being in a large community or a nursing home when there's hundreds of people and you're yelling out, please help me, and nobody hears you. When you're in a home, it's pretty hard for someone to say, please help me, and num- nobody comes to you. So it just is a smaller environment. And I believe a really good option when it comes to caring for ourselves. So I just wanted you to be aware of what that is. It's a residential home. It's on a residential street. 
there's usually some type and sometimes they put the the ramp inside the garage which by the way I think is a great idea and then you can bring wheelchairs in there walkers in there you've got a full-time staff usually two people full-time that are cooking cleaning caring giving showers giving medications it's run just like an assisted living but it's in a home so the concept is very different. And if you're not used to it, you can call our office. We can share more information about it. But I think it's a good option if you need a lot of care. It's a good option if you don't need a lot of care. The problem is it's a smaller home. So you can't like go for a walk around the building. You can't, um, you know, go to the dining room when sit with, you know, a bunch of people because there's only six people in the house. But again, I think it's a good option. So I mentioned in the beginning, I wanted to share what exactly my business does. So I started a company 12 years ago called Next Steps for Seniors, just like the name of this podcast. And the reason I started it is because I have been in the healthcare industry for 20 plus years. I'm not telling you how old I am, but in every industry I've been in, which is the pharmacy, which is rehab, and I was a pharmaceutical rep, I was in the rehabs and admissions and marketing and and just worked in different venues in healthcare. I was even in food service, went to the hospitals and, and delivered uh, product to them. So, But what I realized being in the healthcare industry is there are a lot of different options when it comes to senior living, a lot of different options, hundreds and hundreds of them. How in the world would anybody know what is the best option for them? How do they know that? You've got people out there that are physicians that work on your heart. You've got people that are real estate that know everything about houses. You've got people, you know, everyone's got their area, right? Well, my area is senior living. <laughs> this is my area. This is what I'm good at because I get it. I, I see both sides of the coin. I know, what, I know what every single one of the places has to offer. And if you tell me what you need, I can match you up with the exact place. Now, it's not a perfect science, right? But there's a lot of knowledge. We, Next Steps for Seniors, have a huge database. And in this database, we have pictures, we have pricing. We know what activities and what things are important in each community. So when somebody calls our office, we do an intake process. And we see, you know, are they a veteran? You know, where they're at? Are they in the hospital? You know, where are they currently located? We try to understand their care level by asking some questions, what area they're looking for, what's important to them. And then we pass that intake sheet on to a placement specialist. And we've got an entire team of placement specialists. And we do that on the fly, on the phone. So now you've got the placement specialist on the phone. And that placement specialist goes into our database, listens to everything you're saying, and they are able to give you options, whether it's home care, independent, assisted, memory care, AFC, or or if you just need support, right? So let's say you need a moving, you know, someone to help you move. Let's say you need a hospice company. Let's say you need, we've got a database with all that information, estate planning lawyers, all of anything when it comes to long-term care insurance, we have all those resources. So you make one phone call to our office and we can help manage the, the, the maze. I'm going to call it the maze because it is overwhelming and navigating it is definitely overwhelming, especially when you have a loved one who's in the hospital, who needs care that might be on hospice. You don't know what's happening. And now you're trying to find a community. That's the last thing you want to do. You want to call us so we can help you do that. So that is the most important part about what we do. And, and it's why I started the company, because I've been watching this and too many people are struggling. And with all the knowledge that we have on my team, it would be crazy not to help people. My team steps outside of themselves and thinks of others. That's exactly what they do. And they are very purposeful in their in their actions. My team will do what it takes to help anybody who calls this office. Now, I want to I want to add in addition to the business. Now, by the way, it's free. And you're probably like, how in the world does she do all that work for free? So the business is set up like a real estate model. And we all know what real estate is, so I don't even need to explain it. But you do not, you, the family member, do not have to pay a dime for our services. Now, here's the second thing that's important. 
I started a foundation, a 501c3. And here's why. Because after five years of the business, I'm listening to all these people call in. And guess what the last thing they say is? After all of their needs, all of their their concerns, you know, my mom's in the hospital. This is happening. This is happening. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then the very last thing they say is, my mom doesn't have any money. What do people do if they don't have any money? And after I heard that call about a thousand times, I was like, what do they do? So I started my foundation and that is called Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. It is a 501c3. So you make one phone call to my office, we do the intake sheet, and then we determine right at that moment, do you go to the business side because you have some funds to care for yourself or do you go to the foundation side because you don't and you still deserve to have proper care and to live out your years with dignity and grace. And that's why I started the foundation. So we've got both. You make one phone call and we can help you navigate no matter what the situation is. And that is why I have the podcast today because I want to share all this knowledge with people. That is why I have the business today and the foundation. We all tie in together. We all work so hard for the benefit of our sweet seniors because they're wise, they're knowledgeable. They have lived through so many different wars. Oh my goodness. They've lived through COVID. They've lived through a lot. And I'm telling you, they deserve respect. And I know that you love them as much as I do. We, they want our time. They want our attention. They want our love. So let's pay attention to them. Let's honor them. Let's respect them. Let's thank them for all the years of them pouring into us And now it's our time to pour into them, to honor them, to thank them, and to care for them. This is the moment. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you to anyone who is a caregiver right now and caring for a loved one. Thank you for tuning into this program. I think we shared a lot. Our phone number is 248-651-5010. You can follow, you can share, you can subscribe to this podcast, Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. You can also reach us at hello at next steps number four seniors. Be blessed and go hug a loved one today. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Be sure to tune in next week for another enlightening and empowering conversation.